Hello everyone, I'm Ganesh, I'm co-founder and CEO of Conversite. Welcome to our next episode of the Data Insights Podcast. I'm so great to have today another special guest, Kiran Narayan. Kiran from Dr. Agarwal, very large eye care hospitals and uh, retail, you know, I think multiple industries I can call Kiran, you are from. Uh, so love to learn you know, what's happening in the healthcare and retail space, I would say. And then maybe let's touch base on supply chain, right? You are from supply chain also. And uh, I'm sure it's it's all about, you are hearing all the buzzword around data, AI, analytics. It's a lot of uh, great trends happening. And there is a lot of digital I'm, I'm also hearing about. We don't even need to visit your thing and we can wear a class and, you know, virtually see us. Um, a lot of exciting thing we are reading. So love to learn from you what's happening. So first of all, let's get introduced. So if you give us a little bit about your background, your company, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, sure, Kanesh. Hi. Hi, everybody. Yeah, um, I'm Kiran Narayan. Um, I work with Dr. Agarwal Eye Hospital as uh, Vice President, Supply Chain and Operations. So supply chain and Dr. Agarwal's include uh, the entire procurement of CapEx, biomedical equipment, and also all the consumables. And uh, one other part which I take care is also on the optical and pharmacy sales. So I've been okay. with Dr. Agarwal's for the last seven years. Uh, my background has been uh, mostly manufacturing, different domains, you know, uh, it was uh, medical devices, cardiology related. Prior to that, telecom equipment, automotive both here in India as well as in the uh, U.S. I spent some time in the U.S. as well. So, yeah, that's my background. And uh, Dr. Agarwal's is a six-decade-old um, company. And, uh, um, you know, we have an energetic team. Um, we have been growing rapidly. It's a chain of 140 hospitals between India and Africa. 10 different countries in Africa, 14 hospitals. Uh, so it's, you know, 360 degree eye care. Uh, we take care of everything. Okay. Every hospital has got all the, um, uh, you know, uh, requirements like diagnostic equipment, OT, and an optical uh, showroom, retail showroom, and a pharmacy as well. So, yeah, it's uh, it's been a great ride uh, over here. And, of course, you know, happy to talk about um, supply chain challenges and give comparison, you know, compared to how manufacturing supply chain related versus what happens here in retail healthcare uh, chain. Absolutely. You know, when, we, when I want to go change my go visit, obviously, I'm just going to get only one. But what gives us satisfaction is, oh, this showroom has a lot, yeah. lot of variety. Even though we're going to select only one. And, um, you know, my kids used to say that you don't even need to go because they know your model because you're choosing the same, you know, lighter frame and this. So you don't even go, need to go. But still that every year or every 18 months, we need to go choose the best and feel that, yes, we selected the right one. But behind that wearing the supply chain hat that means there's a lot of inventory you need to hold in each of these locations right so to satisfy customers like me um so that is um, so how do you 
maybe what is happening in that trend is you do you need to continue to keep a lot of things in the store or you are also t- coming up with some digital stuff oh yeah so we are uh, you pick the right product you know the most challenging one ganesh uh, i think majority of the other consumables whether it is pharmacy or intraocular lenses which we you know which is our major spend for an eye hospital we have uh, somehow you know taken care of it uh, brought in efficiency in terms of inventory vendor managed inventory mm-hmm. consigned inventory okay yeah, things like this we have brought it in um in hospital chain as well but okay the spectacles has been the most challenging you know because uh, spectacles is actually it's all it's not just a typical sku you know it's about yeah. your lifestyle it's got that fashion element so number yes. one fashion element and then there are so many attributes in a spectacle right so the number one thing what we talk about is okay based on you know men women children you know what are the sizes uh, that we need to hold then comes the shape of your face depending on round face or square face or you know there are like six distinct shapes based on that what suits your face and mm. next you have colors multiple colors with yeah. the temple could be a different color you have a really trendy collection some people prefer yeah. large uh, frame glasses some of them want something uh, sleek so that's one more attribute and then material you want uh, um, you know metal frame or you want one of those acetate we call it you know the plastic frames and there are different material yeah. there too tr90 um, you know uh, again depends on the lifestyle usage uh, is it for office going person or a sports person so yeah that varies then full rim half rim rimless okay what glasses can fit into that which ones what kind of index you know thickness and uh, yeah. these are the multiple attributes so that is on just from the uh, product perspective then and in fact uh, durability right like i don't know how many times i <laughs> it i drop my glass and still it's good right Absolutely. so yeah the material, sure. material and how wow. it is manufactured um yeah you know how it is sitting on your nose also you know all those inch yeah. design and the nose pads some of them have nose pads some of them don't have nose pads some people don't prefer that you know so the whole yeah. design matters as well so the attributes it's one thing you know it's uh, kind of challenging at the same time we all look for these challenges right we want to see how we can solve this problem you know from product perspective is one thing how do you source it the merchandising what we call what is the right merchandise to keep what quantities yeah. to keep based on the demography of your walking you know yeah on daily basis and it could be different uh, um you know tier 1 tier 2 metro cities or depending on those demographics what kind of uh merchandise you're going to keep and what quantity also so as you rightly mentioned each person you know uh, picks probably four or five 
right? Mm. They will try multiple ones. So understanding what they need and, uh, you know, making sure that right inventory is kept. And in certain cases now, again, as you pointed out, we have something called as virtual try-on. So maybe we don't need to keep all the colors. Maybe the shape is enough. Shape is enough. Yeah, most popular color, we could keep it over there. And they could virtually try different colors, you know, or uh, uh, maybe even uh, multiple colors. So based on that, we can do the order fulfillment. So that is one technology which has come. Um, and that technology is fantastic. It also says for your, um, uh, you know, uh, shape of your face, what is suitable, whether, you know, uh, uh, which kind of a frame is suitable. So that. So just to imagine the complexity, maybe if you could not, I'm not asking specific to your numbers. Um, how many SKUs we are talking about? Here? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is like you know twenty thousand SKUs. Wow! Wow! So because you know, there are again nice. price points and uh, yeah. I know we are going to go to supply chain, but thinking about obsolete, non-moving, slow-moving. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Yeah, it's a it's a huge challenge. Um, so you know. Um, and then see now another thing. I know we focused on the retail element on your inventory. But you also have pharmacy. So that means um, there are perishable or expiring products uh, that you need to take care of. And then you have the surgical equipments and the surgery related stuff. So there the supply is, I'm assuming it will be probably a high cost items, right? So high cost and high volume. I think you have a mix of all the problems. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So when we... Um, you know, uh, that classification also, ABC classification. So all the yeah. class A, um, many of them are like custom for okay. healthcare. So based okay. on the power, you'll have to order it. Order and, it. Okay. Uh, yeah, then uh, get it. So in general, pharmacy, not too many SKUs for uh, eye care. Um, when you look at the consumables, related to cataract or uh, even refractive and all that it's a bit of a challenge yeah. because again it is customizable uh, uh, you know skus based on the power of the person so one one um, you know i always when we go to this um, you know eyeglass showrooms every time when we order it's not like they're picking up one from the showroom and giving to us right so it's always ordered it's it's coming so that means every inventory in each of these showrooms, are they more display only? You consider that as your core, like an asset, or that's your inventory? Just a curious uh, thing. So, yeah, <laughs> nowadays with, um, you know, um, the virtual try-on mode, what you said is absolutely mm. right. They try to keep that inventory is only for display. Okay. But in majority of uh, eye care uh, retail chains, what you pick gets sent to the lens manufacturing to fit the lens. Oh, okay. So, lens so they said, yeah, okay. that is a JIT product, right? Just in time. So that is again customized yes. to your, what you need, whether it is yeah. a single vision or a progressive, 
accordingly it is you know made um, so got yeah. it got it they are only customizing it right. okay lens is so customized same. many of them it, it's called as edgers you know many of them keep edgers right there in their facility yeah not in hospital sure. but some large chains they have mini edgers right there for smaller powers lower index they can produce a lens you know fit it right then and there using those blanks and uh, within an hour uh, give it to the uh, patients or customers but most likely they get sent to a centralized lab where depending on what you have selected and what kind of coatings you need anti reflection anti scratch you know there are at least around 6 7 uh, coatings and nowadays blue block has been quite popular right due to devices yeah blue filtering uh, so that yes. is yeah, some of them prefer a polarized lens yes so yeah. that is the other you know uv protection for uv protection so these things get done in the lab and the lead time is lab. typically one day or Three to four days, depending on the power oh, and the kind of lens that has been uh, selected. Awesome. So now you said twenty thousand SKUs and one hundred and forty plus locations, and uh, I'm sure you know hundreds of suppliers um, and thousands of customers, and uh, you need to satisfy balance everything, uh, cash flow from inventory perspective and on time delivery from suppliers and. on most importantly on time delivery like customers and you know who may be in patience <laughs> um so how do you what are some i i can think about challenges even from outside but i'm sure you are you are holding that for last 7 years so what are some of the big challenges in the industry not specific to you know dr agarwal maybe in the general in industry like you know your company so number one challenge is making sure you have you know um, on opticals especially you are having the most uh, the latest styles latest okay. trendy uh, you know fast moving kind of frames so how do we shrink the buying cycle you know okay and yeah. what kind of skus specifically based on collecting real time data as much as possible across the point okay. of sale what sells in regionally regionally or in each center based on that mm. make decisions and uh, never you know uh, try to procure just what is needed for your display that typical ratio is 1 is to 4 you know if you're selling 100 uh, orders per month you end up having 400 in display display yeah. oh wow so if you look at inventory uh, you know it's basically four months of inventory right so that is one challenge um, you know how do we reduce that overall inventory many of them end up having uh, six months to seven months of inventory you know end up having the ratio of around 1 to 6 or 1 to 7 so with virtual try on how much can we bring it down and uh, collecting the data and making decisions based on that data what is moving what's not moving type so do you also see it's fast moving in one metro and same thing is not moving in another Absolutely. metro will that 
trend changes oh yeah 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 it does change hmm. so it, you know it depends on the uh, demography some uh, some parts of the country they prefer real bright colors the many parts of okay. the country they just are happy with you know uh, regular black or brownish kind of but, but is it um, is it changing often or uh, like you probably know those demographies and this is what it will take so uh, there are few models which are perennial you know and the shapes also okay. if you take for example you know the ray-ban aviator which is quite popular right that's been there forever yeah. that shape okay. you know um, mm. there are few of those shapes which are always there doesn't matter otherwise so from a, yeah from a on time fulfillment perspective or like like order to delivery like is i think with this kind of 20000 skews and across different locations it's probably difficult to say or satisfy everybody i think you all will have a target right is it like what is your target and um, you know i i assume it's not 100% i hope <laughs> it will be even very very challenging i believe so how often you need to meet and is what do you do to increase that fulfillment so uh, one thing is we are always looking at how do we bring down the number of skus for us particularly okay. you know, uh, it's already come down to around 6000 approximately okay so collecting the data and looking at the fast movers and eliminating shrinking the overall um, cycle of procurement okay uh, what you need for you know a month's requirement quarterly requirements shrink it to that and okay yeah, uh, uh, using uh, some of these data points we are able to bring down the number of uh, skus and also rationalize the vendor ecosystem as well oh. so we have created some kind of like a gpo kind of relationship mm. rather than uh, three or four you know aggregating aggregating uh, that aggregation Makes part sense. of it so that mm. is um, one area um other than that is um you know uh, still there are quite a lot of uh, challenges which we are looking at you know the ml and ai will be critical in this space yeah um what conversite for example you know was able to do um rather than you know keep on creating multiple metrics and keep looking at in multiple uh, locations and uh, figure out what is the right thing centrally so we are Yeah. if we are able to regionally um, come up with a proper um, you know the data points and yes. mm. give this information back to back within our ecosystem vendor ecosystem we are able to optimize this inventory we are able to bring it down and give them advance notices and a lot of these trends are like you know uh, it's okay for like 6 months 1 year it doesn't change too much the two okay. major launches during that time is when all the trendy collections come in so based mm. on that and best part is looking at the data again what is selling what's not selling in some locations can be moved quickly to the places where it is selling where it's selling yeah yeah so you have that flexibility as well 
you know, regionally. Yeah. So what is not selling in uh, uh, north could be selling in south. Yeah. So, yeah, mm. that is one more thing, you know, to make decisions. So from that standpoint, it's never, it's not like a one-time project. Oh, I looked at my inventory, analyzed, no. segmented. Okay, no. <laughs> Two, one quarter later, it's different scene, Absolutely. right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And wow. this fashion keeps revisiting, right? Same thing comes after like a year or two. After some time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you're absolutely right, you know, uh, this is really day-to-day, weekly activity. We can't do post-mortem analysis at all. It won't help us in any way. So, <laughs> so is, uh, is demand, uh, now we spoke about supply and current inventory, but how is the demand? Is there seasonality in the demand or how challenging the demand fluctuation is for you all? There could be seasonality, um, like for example, you know, uh, summer is when school kids, you know, they come for a checkup. So okay. back to mm-hmm. school, just before that, you will see quite, a, school, yeah. quite a lot of uh, ramp up on the kids related, uh, you know, sales and all that. And it will be during okay. festival times, um, okay. you know, Diwali, for example, you know, uh, there are a few patterns like that. Oh, but in I think in US, um, if I can reconnect, I think it's probably like the end of insurance period. Like, right. if you ask me, you know, obviously one yearly once we, we can go climb, but I don't want to break it. You know, what if I break it? Like all that. Like, so wait till December. So do it in December. Then it's safe for one year. I've seen a lot of people taking it in December or whenever their insurance period, like, it's so difficult to get an appointment during that uh, time. Um, yeah, there are seasonality. So now um, you are also expanding. I think last time when we spoke, the number of stores versus today we have. So one is the natural business expansion, which is increasing the demand. The other is this seasonal thing. Um, do you have, like, let's go a little bit technical now, maybe that now you are collecting a lot of data, right? So from the demand, the demand projections, historical sales, and your current inventory across multiple locations, across those, you know, thousands of uh, SKUs we spoke about and suppliers. Is this all this data in one place and how easy to get this for you as a supply chain leader? So typically in most companies, these are like, you know, multiple, uh, um, uh, I would say, silos of data okay because any healthcare company end up having you know um, multiple you know systems in place for sure we do have an erp and similarly many of these healthcare chains have a hospital information system a crm and there is also um, emr right electronic medical uh, records yeah. Yeah. So it is a challenge, and we're always looking at how do we consolidate all this data together, or how do we at least look at the output from multiple sources? One of the two. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I think that you have a you have a unique thing like hospital plus a retail angle to it. You know, obviously, when when we are looking at working with some of the hospitals. 
regular hospitals it's somewhat um, you know how do you predict like so and even when you are predicting what hey, the revenue projection should go 30% it may may not be good psychologically meaning uh, you know but in your case there is a trendiness there is a stylish right so even like sometime you know you know my you know my kid was asking me you can do a you know um, you know surgery and why do you need to wear this i said like i my face won't look good without this <laughs> <laughs> so it's no longer considered less as a you know the deficiency problem it's rather it's a style um so it's it's a lifestyle now so pretty much you, so yeah you brought up on good point um see there is one trend the marriage season right is when people want to get rid of their glasses too <laughs> yeah. so that is quite cosmetic right that is when they go for lasik yeah. and uh, you know these okay. surgeries refractive uh, surgeries they want to get rid of the glasses and that again depends on the age group not everybody can get it down yeah. yeah yeah true so now obviously the you all will have a revenue projection and target is it is stock out and you know revenue you know not getting meeting the revenue because of stock out is an issue in the industry is is it common to have stock outs stock outs is not a problem uh, that uh, what okay. we are trying to solve is the excess inventory oh okay that yeah, yeah. because you know um, healthcare we end up having buffer stock across making sure you know uh, stocked up more what we are trying to do is hmm. how do we optimize this okay so that is the biggest challenge uh stock out only when um really there is a supply crunch during covid okay. many of them didn't have raw material and uh, you know stuff that raw material challenges was there right that caused some stock outs and all that but again this industry i care is so mature there's always alternatives so and majority of material is kept off the shelf card um, so yeah i think um, i know it's a different problem to have i think um, during pandemic the entire industry was talking about stock out and now everywhere we are hearing about uh, excess inventory yeah. like cash cash flow issues and interest rates are really high now so all that is happening so now coming to technology right? we spoke about your uh, large volume of data large skews and across locations and all that it's it's complex and getting all the data into one place and all that so now on top of it um, you, you know you must be hearing about this new technologies J- ai i think it was been you know in the market you know it's everybody's talking about for last at least for last couple of years but there's something called generative ai or chat gpt now um and blockchain is always there and now you are talking about some like virtual reality products like all that so there are a lot of trends happening in the in the technology side where i am coming from um in a um, last week when i was in this gartner's data analytic uh, gartner supply chain conference i took a presentation like i gave chat gpt which is generative ai so chat gpt ai and the future of supply chain i saw an overwhelming response to that like i was i was kind of looking for probably 100 people will show up because day 3 the last day of the show and we had like 400 people like i think that shows the the hunger or 
hunger to learn let's put it that way right so they want to see how these new technologies be it generative ai data analytics uh, digital how that will bring some solution or uh, you know some uh, you know relief to our supply chain problems so what are you excited about in this space and also at the same time what are you what are you feeling that technology should still catch up <laughs> What are your views? <laughs> okay, yeah. So, see, uh, number one, this AI technologies in eye care has been there for quite some time, especially on the images, right? Reading the images. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, there it has been extensively utilized because for a human eye to go through and catch the intricacies might not be that easy. So, uh, especially for diabetic retinopathy. From that oh, yeah, space, yeah. AI um, has been there and, uh, you know, they've been using it to uh, look at the fundus images and diagnose it, you know, faster and better, uh, supplementing yeah. to the doctor's efforts and all that. So, yeah, on the supply chain side, um, I'm just excited on multiple areas, you know, number one, the data, what we were collecting, we were looking at, um, don't want to keep looking at several metrics like in the past, whether it is through Excel or Power BI or one of these uh, analytics tool, it gives you standard output. Yeah. Mm. And with the amount of data we are collecting, you can keep looking at, you know, 40, 50 reports on a weekly basis or even monthly basis. You want something what makes sense for you and also um, the conversational part, right? Yes. Um, the ML capability of learning what you're looking for and suggesting are you also looking for these things? Like we were talking about shelf life. Yeah. So these are the items which are going to be getting into that expiry zone. So time to get it replaced out of your system. Those alerts, you know, coming out, um, you know, rather than be going and checking, the reporting, uh, writing reports. And also what you were, you know, in the past we were discussing about, right? Actionable um, insights, you know, that is the key for us. That is what I'm yes. looking at. From the equipment side, how do we, um, the utilization, how do we improve the utilization? When you're investing so much money, CapEx, right, in so many hospitals, you're investing quite a lot um, in your uh, uh, diagnostic and also your OT. How do we ensure uptime? Anything that can be done on predictive maintenance, you know, um, based on the aging of the equipment, based on how it is performing, because everything is getting connected right now. Technology has advanced so much. You can connect all this equipment. You don't need to manually enter data even after you do your refraction. You could auto-capture the data into your systems. So like that, how do you, you know, um, increase the uptime of your equipment? Or Got it. Uh, yeah, you know, when we go talk to some of these companies, you know, we can clearly say, hey, for retail, you need this. For, uh, you know, pharma, you need this. And hospital, you need this. But you are a mix of all yeah. the three, right? 
you just talked about um, you know all the you know inventory stuff but suddenly you need to also think about the asset utilization right. and uh, and there i think i'm sure there are a lot of sensors and um, you know the iot comes into picture about yeah. preventive maintenance you touched upon for normal retail there's nothing we don't need to worry about that like so you have a mix of both world so as you rightly said um, it's it's very interesting that where the ai and especially the generative ai conversation is going i was um, i was talking to an another large retailer um, you know they have like 600 uh, you know stores or store managers they're using a bi tool and most of them are not using it <laughs> because they get a big dashboard and they have to go filter their region their day their this so i saw some sample like wow that's so many filters like half of the pages all filters and then it's showing some dashboard metrics they were not using it and uh, then i asked is there an analytics which is used every day they said usage analytics they have they have a dashboard to track who's using who's not using it <laughs> that is being used most that's that's kind of the where the current the data the visualization is in the space right now it, you know we can't blame i think it's been there since 2010 the visual you know uh, tools it's it's time i think when we are talking to some analyst like gartner and customers like you we clearly see the need for disruption yeah, yeah. and we believe that this chat gpt like generative ai com- combined with the rich data ecosystem its uh, visualization is needed to bring that uh, story like so to me morning can we get in the morning and just the ai come and tell me what's happening right absolutely what i need to yeah, know yeah. and what i need to act to your point it's is fascinating fascinating so in your journey is there anything which technology is not doing it like you want i'm sure there are startup founders listening to it like what is the you wish technology should do this so um for me um i think i'll, I'll keep going back to uh, the uh, inventory inventory itself <laughs> okay. you know on inventory uh, today if i am able to um quickly you know figure out um that movement you know what is moving in one location versus the other location especially when you have a huge chain of operations yeah within the organization itself if the technology is available where i can take that action Uh, right away right away okay yeah and the closed loop yeah closed loop and it is connected as well within the ecosystem you know there could be some ways of sending it back to the vendor you know they may have something required locally over there and the oh, yeah, yeah. in the other location will be able to fulfill it rather than Uh, adding uh, too much mileage on all this uh, material movements so that is one area you know i'm looking at uh, point of manufacture to point of usage how do we avoid all this 
yeah movements how do we make sure that lead time and usage once it is manufactured to the either consumption or to the sale point of use or point of consumption shrink that timeline completely absolutely mm. so you know um, that part of it is what i'm trying to you know uh, see uh, who can solve that you know how to solve that problem absolutely yeah yeah i think um, um, that is that's a great uh, thing i think you you have you're you focused on optimizing the inventory in its own then now look at broader network optimization and also looking at the shipping cost and right. uh, all that shipping right. so, storage yeah. um, you know, yes. uh, the capacity comes into yeah. picture like we you can't be just because you need you can't keep everything in one place storage capacity also come to play and there are especially if you have those stores in the metro and square foot price is a cost is way right. high and maybe sometime it's shipping from a nearby location will be perfect then there's yeah so a lot of parameters to analyze so 3d printing you know not be able to solve this you know you can't 3d print everything <laughs> oh, especially <yeah. laughs> in uh, something like this you know uh, but there are yeah. some uh, good progress i've uh, come okay. across even uh, you know uh, 3d printing of the frames then you know it's it's there oh, right wow. now so you don't need to uh, but it's restricted again on the material and shapes and all that you know <laughs> i think um, you know we 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 spoke about a lot about um, overall healthcare pharma retail supply chain problems and what technology could do i think we like companies like conversite and other founders and startups listening to it all are really passionate about uh, solving your problems end of the day and the podcast objective is to really bring out the the hidden challenges uh, of in your industry and what supply chain leaders like you are looking for i i believe we covered uh, that topic uh, really detail i think 6 months or a year back when i spoke your problems were a little different that okay it's still non moving inventory but it's maybe one location but now you solved that and then you are looking at little bit broader i'm sure in a year from now we'll do another podcast to understand what new problem i'm sure we have more better technologies by the time as well so it was great uh, great chatting with you this morning and uh, looking forward to connect again and uh, you know do more and uh, you know discuss more challenges and solutions sure ganesh yeah thank you fantastic. for fantastic great talking to you and uh, all the wishes for conversite and team thanks a lot